0: blog radio souls on all levels and in all dimensions are on their own evolutionary journey there is no end point no specified timing and no losers every soul goes through their own unique experiences yet we all have much in common the higher selves evolutionary perspective then builds bridges of understanding Let's move the focus from division and conflict to acceptance and love of ourselves and others. Good morning, everyone. It's Janet, the Higher Self Voice. I'm here to say hello on my favorite day of the week, Wednesday. It is an exciting show today. I'm basically going to be telling you about two healings that I really did kind of screw up, but they still worked and i want to explain it to you from the point of view of why it's so important to amalgamate because healers can goof up guys we can goof up on ourselves we can goof up on other people and we kind of have some protection here and this is really important okay so i'm going to begin with a healing that i did in my meetup group i have a meetup group since I've had one since 2010, used to be every two weeks Then it went to once a month and it, it went to every week. Now for the healing meetup, because I have an informational meetup too, the healing meetup is now every two weeks. So at one point, I think it was a couple of years ago, I was doing the healing meetup once a month, I think. I don't remember. But anyway, I had a big group here, maybe 20, 23 people, something like that. And I have promised to do healings on everyone who comes, okay? Doesn't mean I'm going to do a long healing, but even a 10 or 15 minute healing on a person that I was going, I was focused, I was in frequency for three to four to five hours sometimes at a go. And I always told people, if you have to go sooner, you know, you have to leave, it could go a long time. You can get up and go. If you can do it quietly, you need to use a bath and go ahead and do it. But I, once I'm in frequency, it would expand the time if I kept coming out to say goodbye to people or to talk to people after each healing. So I literally would go one person to one person to one person. And when I got to the next person, they would give me an or to what area, what arena in their life, what difficulty, what issue they wanted to heal. Then I would start so those days I didn't know most people that came oh well I probably knew half and a half knew almost every time uh although I'm just kind of making that up I don't really remember but there were a bunch of new people that that day so uh, someone came in and I'll call her Anna and she I had never met her before said hello to her You know, I introduce everybody around to everybody else, but all I really know about the new people are their first names, and that's usually about it, especially when you have a group that big. So we started dealing, and she's maybe halfway through, and she asked me to work on, and I don't remember exactly. I'm sorry, guys. I don't remember exactly. I think it was something about being more connected to the self something spiritually oriented it wasn't some practical thing like needing a job or or anything like that it was something about wanting to connect more to herself or feeling more self-confident or something along those lines so anyway I go in and I often with my healings you have only seen one on the show the video show but often I get a symbol uh, an image a Something to get me started to help me. It's kind of a doorway that I see what's then behind the symbol. And immediately I saw the symbol of a little girl running around in panic with things dropping out of the sky at her. And she was trying to avoid them. And it looked to me like bombs. But I'm telling her what I'm seeing and I'm saying, It looks like bombs, but, you know, of course, I'm misassuming she's American, had never been involved in bombings, and I say it's probably a symbol of things that come at all of us, out of the sky or out of left field, things we're trying to avoid, things we're not expecting, things that can be painful or hurtful, and I went on to do the healing, and I don't remember any of it. That's not the point uh, right now, but... At some point, she left, and I don't remember whether she waited till the end, and I said goodbye, but we didn't have any kind of conversation, other than maybe a wave or goodbye, or maybe I didn't even see her when she walked out. I can't remember, honestly. So then, a couple days later, the phone rings, and she says, hi, Janet, it's Anna. Anna. She said, do you remember me? And of course I did. I said, well, yeah, sure I do. Uh, Anna, how are you? Uh, She said, well, uh, actually, I'm fine. And I want to tell you something. I said, okay. She said, I actually am from Iran and I was in a bombing. And once you said that, gave that symbol, I started to cry. And I never heard a word of your healing. I just was crying tears are running down my face now it was quiet because everybody in the room when I'm doing these healings they're quiet she was not sobbing out loud but anyway she said I didn't hear a word of your healing and but I was crying and then I let when I left I just went grocery shopping can't remember exactly what she did and she went home and she was unloading the groceries and beginning to figure out what she was going to for dinner, that sort of thing. And about 10 minutes, I think, or 15 minutes after she got home, her husband of 10 years walks into the kitchen and says, who are you? And, and she, you know, looks at him trying to <laughs> figure out what he means. And he said, you didn't ask me to turn the music down. And she just becomes like a deer in headlights and headlights, and, and says, I never noticed the music now why that is significant she went on to explain that her whole life she has been afraid uh, of loud noises and maybe not even afraid but it just grates on her nerves so her husband loves to play music at high volume but whenever she's in the house he always has it turned down he heard her come in he heard her in the kitchen and kept waiting for her to request him to turn it down. So when she didn't, he just couldn't figure out what was going wrong. What was, I mean, he'd been married to her for 10 years. That's why he said, who are you? So anyway, she said, I was really shocked. I didn't call you right away because I thought it would go away. And she said, so. I waited two days and I'm calling you now because it has not gone away and I would like a full session. And she hired me for a private session. I think she had two and her husband had one because of that. I have this deal. you can do three sessions for last month and you get a discount for three. So anyway, the point is I misinterpreted the symbol. I got the symbol really direct bombs. Okay. I misinterpreted it because I made the assumption she wouldn't have been in a bombing. I did the healing. It worked, even though it wasn't on the pattern that she asked for. That's the other thing. Not only did I misinterpret, but it wasn't the pattern that she asked for. She asked for something like being more connected to herself or more self-confidence or something along those lines. But what she got was a healing for the PTSD that had been present since she was a child in the bombing. So here's one example of how because we amalgamate, because we are utilizing those divine energies, we've invited them in, we've given them permission to do and help us with the healing. These divine energies can't hurt, can't harm, can't control, can't manipulate. And if you go to heal the elbow and it's the knee that needs healing, the knee is going to get it. So she didn't ask for the PTSD, but at the soul level, her facade, human soul level, that's what she wanted and that's what she got. She didn't know in the mind level to put words around it in so many ways. I didn't know as the healer in so many ways. And yet the divine energies went in and did what they were meant to do. And so that is one example of thank goodness I was amalgamated. Okay. <clears throat> the second example is an example that was a, of a healing that I did on my radio show years ago. There was, I forget, two or three or four years ago, I did nothing but healings. And people would write in requesting healings, or maybe they'd call in. <clears throat> Both options were on the table. The the write-in, the e- sending me an email was always on the table because I do the show during the workday. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, the the a lot of people can't call in, so I always have the email as a possibility. You know, send me an email request the healing, and I would do it on the show, and that was probably the majority of cases course we did get call-ins or I did get call-ins in any case there was a a woman who lived somewhere in the west coast area I want to say Arizona or somewhere like that but I don't remember anyway she had a daughter and from birth her daughter had a heart problem and she had heart surgery at three days old and her entire life had been pretty much serious condition with the heart and her daughter was now in her early 20s, I believe. Excuse me, living in, I believe it was, it's on the East Coast somewhere. And so the mom would have me, every once in a while, work on her daughter' heart, the heart issue. I don't remember exactly what or what, you know, I do thousands of healings a year. There's no, no way I can keep track of them all. But... I do remember this particular one. She, called, she emailed me. She said, oh, we need to work on my daughter again. She has a collapsed lung. Her left lung is collapsed. She's in the hospital. It's, she's critical. The, with the lung collapse and the heart issue, you know, this is very serious. So I said, absolutely, I will work on it. And they were free. I didn't charge for any of the healings because I was so happy to be able to do them on the show because I also teach how the listeners can use the healing for themselves. And so that was always on the table in those shows. So it was always a exciting thing to do healings and I was happy to do them for free. And people took advantage of it, like this gown. Several people called in more than once and I loved it. I personally stayed connected and you know, get to see the process, the progress of the individuals involved. And so that's always a good thing. Many would give me um, some follow-up, me emails saying, oh, well, here's what happened. Here's some of the results. Here's some of the outcome. So that was always fun and exciting. And I would share that too on the radio. But in any case, the gal had told me it was the left lung that had collapsed. And so when I was doing the healing, I was going through and really focusing the energy on that left lung. The whole time, and I say it on the radio, I'm seeing the energy moving to the right lung over and over again, just, you know, I'm sending it to the left, and it's like the course gets diverted and the light goes to the right. And I'm like really confused. You know, here I am on the radio thinking, "Mm, um, something's going on here. And I say right on the radio, I see it going to the right lung, and I try to theorize, what is happening? Why is it all going to the right lung? And my theory in that moment was, well, the right lung is doing the job of two lungs, so maybe, or two lobes, because it's the right lobe of the lung. Maybe it's because it really needs the help because it's doing such a heavy-duty workload with the left lung not operating. So that was my theory in the moment, but I really had no idea. And I did the healing and I didn't think about it. The mom is very interested in the spiritual stuff and she would listen to the healings. And I don't know how much she shared with her daughter because I do know the daughters was not really involved in the spiritual side of life. She had had this heart problem from such an early age. She was very invested in, the medical world that literally kept her alive um, throughout her journey. So it's an understandable focus on her part, but the mom would ask for the healings knowing that even if the daughter weren't conscious, it would help in some way. I remember I did a heart transplant actually, in it, I put in, I didn't take out her old heart, but I put in an energetic heart so that the energetics of the new heart could, you know, Work into her old heart and bring it up into a state of higher frequency. it could also mean eventually she 'd have a heart transplant i didn 't know, but I knew the divine energies would work that out in any case. a month goes by, and i you know i don 't i'm not somebody who like keeps track well why didn't somebody respond to me I, I never ever am like that i've got a busy busy life, and I have many things that I do and I just, I'm in the now and I just keep moving, you know, like many of us. So about a month later, the mom writes me and she says, "Um, by the way, I'm so sorry, but it was the right lung that had collapsed, not the left. Yeah, that's what was happening. I was misdirected. So I misdirected the energies, but they went exactly where they needed to go. So this is really an important issue. You know, I'm not telling you this because I'm trying to Show you, I can make mistakes. Of course, we all make mistakes. What I am trying to do here is to explain just how important those divine energies are and the amalgamation. How important it is. It is huge. It's not huge because it's, for me, it's not like, oh, you know, I don't even have to try because the divine energies are going to cover my ass. No. I'm working on many people, including myself, and I do the best that I can to get it right, to understand it, to focus properly, to direct it properly, to heal and balance properly. I do my work my hardest. But I have come to know that the amalgamation is as important a part it it is the most important part of the healing modality. So I want to just review at this moment how to amalgamate. I've done it in my past shows, but for any of the new listeners or viewers, I want to do it again. Very simple. We are all, we come all well-equipped to do these kind of healings on ourselves and on others, 100%. This pure soul essence that we carry, which is that part of us that comes from originating source, every soul carries it from the lowliest grain of sand to the highest, most evolved being. That pure soul essence is everything the originating source was, is, and is becoming. It is our purest, most perfect, most potent point of power. And boy, is it usable. But what do we need? We need to activate it because it's a divine level energy. Can't trespass on our free will. Mm -mm. If it could. We, none of us would have any problems. We'd all be fixed. We'd all have wonderful lives, perfect lives, because it cannot trespass. We have to invite it in. We have to give it permission to operate or to be involved in the free will kingdom that we live in. And that is why we amalgamate. And it's the focus of attention, the conscious focus of attention, not the rote. Oh, I am my pure soul essence, ABCD, EFG. Okay, now I'm going to do the healing. Mm -mm. We need to spend a few moments, not hour, not three hours, not even five minutes, but a few moments focusing on first this pure soul essence. That focus of attention is that turn on switch that will begin to activate it, not begin, it will activate it in your life pattern. And you can use a symbol for the pure soul essence. symbol of the sun is one I use often. Spark of light, flame of a candle. Or you can simply say the words along the line of, and you're not, you know, it's not written in stone. You have to use these words. I'm giving you a place to start. I am my pure soul essence. And with that, you can feel, sense, or imagine the the light growing becoming part of the totality of who you are, encompassing the totality of who you are, and just see yourself being and being that light. Okay? That's the first step. Very simple. Focus, I am my pure soul essence. Or I am the sun within. I am the light within. The words, again, are just a way to help us focus. But it's the focus on it Because it's the energy behind the symbol, behind the words that we're activating. The the light that we it is symbolic of the pure soul essence. It isn't the pure soul essence. The words are symbolic. The the sun symbol or image, the flame of a candle isn't the pure soul essence. So it's not the symbol. Image. It's the energy it represents, and that focus of attention wakes up that energy, makes it active in your life in that, in that moment. Then you would go on to say, I am my higher self. The people who watch the show are fifth dimensional, and if somebody is watching who isn't, perfectly fine. You're on the way. You already have fifth dimensional soul aspects. The It doesn't matter whether you know you're fifth dimensional or not. Just know if you're watching the show, if you resonate with it, that you're right on, right in there, guys. So don't worry about that. Just say, I am my higher self. Or I am amalgamated with my higher self. You can also say, I am my true soul essence. That simply means I am my fifth dimensional soul. Remember that that we carry the dual soul nature the facade human soul and the true soul or the fifth dimensional soul that has returned voluntarily taken on the facade human soul to help the four lower kingdoms in their evolutionary process. So it, it doesn't matter the words. It doesn't even matter if you fully understand it, but I want you to focus on the higher selves, that true soul essence you carry within the aspects of that fifth dimensional self, that you are and that you have and you can use symbols i have a symbol uh, or i i don't use it anymore but I, i used to just use the words then i shifted and i had a symbol of my uh my inner fifth dimensional essence being a very beautiful uh dark blue kind of energy field i saw it first as water with flecks of silver in it and then I realized or moved to the point where I perceived it as energy. And that process was a fun, interesting process. Maybe one day I'll talk to you about it because, oh my gosh, um, it was interesting. So, all right. So you can use a symbol for that truthful essence that you are for that fifth dimensional part of yourself. So you simply can just say, I am the totality of my higher self." And that would include the totality of who you are at that fifth dimensional level. Once you have those two things activated, you can then say, I'm now projecting into or I am one with the originating source of all there is. We're always connected at that pure soul essence level. But when in consciousness, we activate that connection, we move into the energy field of all there is. We are, in essence, guaranteeing that the job, the work, the healing, anything that we do in that state is going to be done at the very highest level that we can reach. The energies that we use, those divine energies, are all de-intensified down until they reach the intensity level that we can handle. When we're consciously activating the centering within the originating source we always want a healing we always want the information we always want anything to be at the highest level i know i've said on here before if we can read at the high school level why would we be picking up books from elementary school level we're reading at the level we're on and that's where we want the healings always to be so okay so once you do those three things you are an amalgamated state I can feel it simply by explaining it to you because I've been focusing on it for the few moments in explaining it to you. Now, it doesn't even have to take as long as I've taken because I've explained as I've gone. Instead, you just say, I've opened, I've closed. I am my pure soul essence. Say it to yourself. Feel the light growing and expanding around you. Feel yourself moving into the center of that light. I am the totality of my higher self. And I am amalgamated with the originating source of all there is. I've changed the words around a little, and that's okay. When I first learned it, if I said one wrong difference than what Joan said, I would start over thinking, oh, I've screwed up, you know, (laughs) I I didn't do it right. I better get to start over, but I've certainly learned since those very early days it isn't about the words. It's about that focus. And you can use different words. And just remember, people speak different languages aren't using my words. They're using their own words. So it really is not about the exact words. It's about the concept, the idea, the energy behind the words that you're activating. Okay. Then what do you do after you're amalgamated well you can try to you can ask a question or three see if you can get some higher level information you can also if you have something you want to release just let it go into the light i've just been so anxious today because of x y or z i'm letting all that anxiety go and you can see it feel it imagine it moving out into your light remember the light neutralizes it and absorbs it So that anxiety does not come back to haunt you. You may still have more because we have deep wells of some of this stuff, but you're getting rid of layers as you do it. And you can spend three minutes in the shower. You can spend three minutes while you load the dishwasher. You can spend three minutes while you're standing in line at the bank or at the post office, or you're waiting in line to get go to the hairdresser or whatever it is. You can spend a few minutes. It's not, It's not something you have to go and spend an hour on. If you have more time, go ahead. Spend more time. But understand that the amalgamation is essential. And it is our powerhouse. It is our purest and most potent and most perfect point of power. And it's usable. We can all use it. We come well equipped. Okay? We don't have to be anybody special. We don't have to go and get a certificate in how to use it. We can simply use it by focusing our attention. Okay? And with that, the show for today is pretty much over. I really would love to hear from, from anybody with questions, ideas. Sometimes I have a hard time thinking about thinking up what to do since it's random and I don't have kind of a long-term plan. I love it in some ways because then something will trigger me during the week and I'll go, ha But there are some days where I'm thinking, gee, nothing's triggered me so far. What am I going to do? So if anybody has any interest in some information or some ideas or concepts that you're unclear on, whether it's from my material or someone else's material, please, you know, write me. If, if I, and I'll get back to you. And if I don't have any information or any perspective from the higher self, I'll let you know. Chances are they'll have something to say. (laughs) Chances are. So, okay. So with that, guys, I'm going to say goodbye. Have a great week. I will be back next week. I don't know yet what that will be about. But enjoy and don't forget, the neutralizing is the key. It is the key. So... Ooh, I just got an idea for next week. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll see. Uh, okay. But anyway, thank you for being part of my group, part of my community, part of, you know, helping me uh, help. And we all help others. Just thank you for being, being there. I truly, truly love this community. I don't know you personally, a few people I know I've got to know that are local or have Um, email me quite a bit but most of you I don't know but it doesn't mean that you're not in my heart you're all in my heart so until next week Janet is a catalytic artist an award winning author a radio show host and a healer you can find her on her website higherselfvoice.com also on Amazon, Kindle, Facebook, YouTube, and on the podcast app on your smartphone. To reach her with questions or for a healing session, her email address is jvvmrichmond at gmail.com.